Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 12. Verse 32 says, The scribe said to him, Truly, truly, you have said well that he is one and there is none other but he and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding, with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more important than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now it's interesting that this scribe obviously came ready to attack, but apparently he left with his eyes wide open. I guess that's not so uncommon when Jesus is in the room, huh? Perhaps for the first time, In his life, this scribe realized the importance of loving God. Really loving him in every way meant more than religious action. Religion, rituals, and rules mean nothing. Again, do you love him with all your strength? Verse 34 says, When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from God's kingdom. No one dared ask him any question after that. Jesus acknowledged that this man was near the kingdom of God. Now, please notice he didn't say that he was in the kingdom of God, but that he was near it. He acknowledged this man's understanding. The man, you see, had a real grasp of the truth about God, but he had not uh, yet to accept Jesus personally as the embodiment of that God. I mean, he knew what to do. Now would he actually do it? Verse 35 says, Jesus responded as he taught in the temple, how is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said to the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. Therefore, David himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? The common people heard him gladly. Now the scribes understood that the coming Messiah would indeed be the blood blood descendant of David. And and that fact was true, though it was not all the truth, because Jesus now turned and posed a question to those who were in the audience. In Psalms 110 verse 1, David spoke of the coming Messiah as his Lord. Well, how could that be? How could the Messiah be David's son and his Lord at the same time? For the believer, the answer is clear. The Messiah would be both man and God. As David's son, he would be human. As David's Lord, he would be divine. Verse 38 of our text says, In his teachings he said to them, Beware of the scribes who like to walk in long robes and to get greetings in the marketplace, and the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts, and those who devour widows' houses for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Now, this particular scribe 
And our account herein perhaps thought that he had endeared himself to Jesus, but Jesus isn't so easily wooed. John 2, verse 25 says he had, quote, because he didn't need for anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in a man. Jesus instead turned and he warned the people about those like this man. Jesus was taking care of his sheep as any good shepherd will do. But the pride of these men was manifested in their desire to be noticed. Everything they did was for show and for attention. And Jesus says that their condemnation will be greater than for others. Well, why is this? Because they knew better. They knew what the scriptures said, but they were ignoring it. After all, with position comes accountability and responsibility. What does this say to us who fill the churches across America each Sunday? Can we accept that the same requirements and responsibilities are upon us? Verse 41 says, Jesus sat down opposite the treasurer and saw how the multitudes cast money into the treasury and many who were rich cast in much. The poor widow came and she cast in two small brass coins which equals a quadrant's coin. He called his disciples to himself and said to them, Most certainly I tell you, this poor widow gave more than all those who are giving into the treasury. For they all gave out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live. The original language of this text tells us that Jesus was watching intently as to how the people were giving. Not, not what they were giving, but rather the attitude and the heart behind that which they gave. Now today we have a very serious need for circumspection in this area. I mean, the church lives under an erroneous idea that 10% is somehow a New Testament absolute. Because of that idea, we tend to have an attitude of doing our duty when we write a check exactly to the cent. 10% of our paycheck. It's hard to imagine under such self-imposed rules that our hearts are right concerning our giving. Deuteronomy 8.18 tells us, but you shall remember Yahweh your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is to, the, to today. So this woman had apparently decided to live by faith and not by cash. So what she gave was approximately only one fortieth of one cent. And really, I guess it would seem an inconsequential amount, but not to her. What she gave was more than all of the rest, according to Jesus, because you see, she gave out of her poverty. Now, in this passage, an instruction to give every cent we have. Or is that what Jesus is saying at all? I don't believe so. For to do that would mean we would have to ignore other instructions concerning caring for our families and paying our taxes, etc. You see, this woman did not have the commonly accepted attitude that she was simply too poor to give to God. No, in fact, she 
likely had to come to the very real truth that she was, well, too poor not to. After all, God desires our first fruits, the first of the crop, not the leftovers, not the floor sweepings. I would rather have a little in my pocket and know that I have given God what was His than to have much while having kept from Him. So are we tithing or are we tipping? Because in truth, one can even today measure his or her faith by what is given to God in the areas of time and finances. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.